Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, Attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. It's simply because this is rather a special place with a special statuary and special paintings. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to this episode 1175. It is a Tuesday episode, the day it is uploaded. Right next to me is. Jamie! Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, yes. three very sane spectators. And that's so true, the sane ones are all around me. One to my left, that is Kimmy, and then two fur kids right behind me, but they, I think they're napping already on their... On their fur kid bed, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already pretty they're, close. Yeah. Well, you know, they joined me earlier before we recorded the show, watching a a block to block of Star Trek because Heroes and Icons Network runs, you know, like nonstop Star Trek for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were we were caught up watching Enterprise because it's one of my favorite episodes because Peter Weller is in it. Yes. Yeah, he plays a bad guy. It's a two part episode. He's a bad man. Yes, kids he's, were, he's a good bad man. Yes, he is. And the kids were watching that, and then, then they went to sleep, and then you came into the studio. That, that's the way it worked. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's working on this Tuesday here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Everything all right, Kimmy? Anything you need to to just uh, you know throw out there? Are you okay? Is everything all right? Yes. All right. We just want to make sure that you're okay. And, I am okay. All right. That's what we want to know. Now, Kimmy, it is a Tuesday. And we'd like to know if you'd like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia on this Tuesday. Well, of course. It is a Tuesday, March 7th. We'll be asking Kimmy some questions from the trivia timeline. And by the way, Kimmy, the timeline might have been jumbled up just a little bit to make it more fun because you're extremely smart. You know, you are like Spock and Data combined, and so we have to jumble it up. We have to, like, throw all those questions into a Yahtzee cup, shake it up, throw it out, and have them all jumbled all over the place. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy, you future people, future to us right now as we record this episode. You can yell, scream, shout at your listening device, whatever you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on, because we're mobile and global. You can hear us all over planet Earth. And all forms of computing devices like that smartphone, that laptop, tablet, desktop, or whatever you are listening to us right now. By the way, thank you and help the show grow. Tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show, a daily variety talk show. We offer pop culture escapism so you can get away from everything or just some things for just a little while. And we have archived episodes with interviews. And by the way, also uh, video interviews are available on our website. All the shows, by the way, all 1,174 before this one are available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Also, social media links. Please help the show grow. Friend, follow, like us, and we will do the same right back with you. It is a Tuesday, 
March 7th. Very first question, Kimmy. I believe you have read this magazine. Matter of fact, I think when I first met you, I discovered that you were a reader of this magazine. We have a question about it. It's Glamour magazine. You used to read Glamour, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, the question, Kimmy. When did Glamour start? When did it begin? When was it first published? Was it 1939, 1949, 1959, or 1969? 1969. It was 1939. Really? I thought that was one of the later magazines. 1939, Glamour came to be. It was on this date. This song was heard on radio for the very first time. Now, the question we have for you is, tell us the name of the song, and then tell us what year it was was released and we'll give you a plus or minus of one year here's your audio clue there comes a time when we heed a certain call when the world must come together as one there are people dying oh when it's time to lend a hand to life what is that song kimmy we are the world. That is exactly right. What is the year within one that that was released? Heard on radio for the very first time. 1988. Ooh, you're late. It was 1985, but that was heard for the I first time said on radio. 86. Well, I'm sorry you almost said that. It, it's 1985 when that was heard on radio for the very first time. It was on this date in history, Kimmy. Charles Miller received a patent for the sewing machine. Cosplayers, yay, they should be celebrating for this. Those especially do their own costumes. Now the question for you, Kimmy, is when was that patent granted? Was it 1854, 1904, 1914, or 1920? 1854. Oh, now, come on. How did you know that? Did somebody shout that out to you? Did a cosplayer? Oh, did maybe. A, you think a costumer shouted that one out to Possibly. you? Possibly. Uh, well, okay. It was on this date in history. Something happened. Nope, 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 nope. It was on this date, Kimmy, this person received a patent for his telephone. Tell me who that is that received the patent for the telephone in 1876. Alexander Graham Bell. Are you 100% certain of that? Mm -hmm. You don't want to change that answer. No. You're exactly right. That was 1876. Alexander Graham Bell. It was on this date, 1908, Kimmy. Cincinnati mayor at the time announced before the city council the following, quote, women are not physically fit to operate automobiles, unquote. That was 1908. Okay. Do you think he was right? No. But maybe he was. Think about this. 1908. I have no idea what a 1908 vehicle was like to drive mm -hmm. at that time period. I don't know. Do you think it may require extra strength or something? Nah. I think they had to have cranks to start them up. You had to put a crank in the front and turn this crank. Oh, well. I'm... I mean, I'm just playing devil there. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm just playing devil. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, you know, I think it was kind of a sexist comment in 1908. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, okay. Moving over to something else that happened on this date in history, Kimmy. The board game, not a boring game. At least it's not to me. Monopoly was invented. What year was Monopoly invented? Was it 1923, 1933, 1943, or 1953? 
the history shows that the game we know as Monopoly was created, although you might be more right than what they are saying the official date is because who they accredit Monopoly to may have borrowed a lot of the creation from the 20s. So you could be technically right, although Parker Brothers, the manufacturer of Monopoly, does state on their game and history and stuff like that, 1933, but it was probably borrowed from the 20s. Okay. A little Monopoly there for you. Trivia. I love Monopoly. You won't play Monopoly with me. I don't know why you won't play Monopoly. I even, back many years ago when they when uh, games were on like CD-ROM, I had a Monopoly computer game. You would not play. Mm-mm. You won't play Monopoly with me. And I have this Monopoly Deluxe thing with the wooden houses and and you won't play. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1935. <laughs> you happen here in Florida. This person actually drives a little bit faster than you do on this date. Malcolm Campbell set an auto speed record in 1935 of 276.8 miles per hour in Florida. Okay. Now, can you imagine a 1938 kind of car? No. Uh, 276.8 miles per hour. Now, no. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy never breaks 250 usually on the interstate. She keeps it, you know, under that, uh, under 250. It was on his date in history. Kimmy, Peter Pan was presented as a television special for the very first time. Was this 1955, 1960, 1965, or 1970? It was 1955. Peter Pan was a TV special. Now, have you ever seen Peter Pan live action, Peter Pan? I remember Sandy Duncan being on TV and not being very interested in it. Really? Yeah. Peter Pan? I don't think I ever saw it. Ooh, that's another one Kimmy hasn't seen. Okay, Kimmy, on this date, 1955, this comedian made her debut in San Francisco, California. Let's see if you can identify who this comedian is. Remember, the year is 1955. She would be known in movies and television. Here is, and also on the the comedy circuit and clubs. Here is your audio clue. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. You think I'm overdressed? This is my slip. I got a figure that just won't starch My body's in such bad shape I wear prescription underwear I finally had a ship tattooed on my chest I wanted something on it (laughs) Would you believe that I once entered a beauty contest I must have been out of my mind I not only came in last I got 361 get well cards (laughs) I don't want you to get the idea that I have given up on my looks. I will never give up. I am in my 14th year of a 10-day beauty plan. Okay, Kimmy, who is that comedian? That's Phyllis Stiller. That's right. 1955, she makes her debut in San Francisco, California. Uh, iconic voice, actually. Very easy to identify. I, yes. I was hoping you would, you would know that. Have you ever seen her movies like with Bob Hope and stuff? No. Oh, wow. I mean, granted, they're probably dated and stuff. I used to love those as a kid. Her with uh, they, they were great together, her and Bob Hope. I oh. know that, that you're probably sitting there going, you're, you're nuts. But they actually, they were, they're, hmm. they were fun films okay. uh, in the time period. Uh, okay, moving over to something else happening in this on this date. It is music-based. Sandra, well, actually music film-based. Sandra D. receives a divorce from Bobby Darren. It was on this date in 1983, Kimmy. TNN begins broadcasting on cable and throughout the country. Can you tell me what TNN stands for? 
They play music. They did at the time, at least. No. TNN, the Nashville Network. Oh. Come on, put the cowboy boots on and the hat. Get with the program here. Mm. Yeah, yippee, yippee, yay, yay. All right, it was on this date in history. 1987, sports question, give me 1987. Get that mid-80s, right? Mm -hmm. Right in the mid, getting to the latter 80s. This person becomes the youngest heavyweight title holder when he beats James Smith in a decision during a 12-round fight in Las Vegas, Nevada. Who is the boxer? The year, 1987. I don't know. Bonus clue. He would eventually bite somebody's ear. Mike Tyson. That's right. Mike Tyson, 1987. It was on the state in 1994. The United States Supreme Court ruled that parodies that poke fun at original work can be considered fair use and does not require permission from the copyright holder. It was on the state in 2002. A federal judge awarded this person more than $88 million in damages the ruling was the latest in a legal battle over the estate of this person's late husband. He was in his like 80s and she was way younger and she was a model and playboy person and been a stripper. Can you tell me who she is? Anna Nicole. That's right. What's the last name, please? Smith. Moving over to another part of the trivia, Kimmy. We, we're into birthdays here. Notable birthdays. This person... Born on this date in history, 1927, James Broderick. He was known for a certain television program that aired from 1976 to 1980. See if you can identify the TV show he is known for. I'm curious if you can identify this one. That's kind of a drippy theme there. What was the name of that TV show? Family. How did you know that? Because I watched it. You watched Family. Well, then you would know James. Christy McNichol was on it. Well, that's true. James Broderick played Buddy, the daughter. What? <laughs> you are paying attention. James Broderick played Doug. Doug Lawrence, the father of Buddy. Yeah. And the rest. And remember uh, Buddy's sister. Remember who played that? Buddy's brother? No, sister. She had a sister on there, too, for a while. Meredith Baxter Burney played, uh, you know, the, oh, the, remember yeah. the older sister. And then oh. what was her bro- brother was played by Guy. Willie. Yeah, Willie was played by Guy. What was it? I can't remember Guy's last name. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, you actually watch those episodes because of Christy McNichol. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Did you watch the after school specials with Christy McNichol too? She was in after school specials? Yeah, she was in at least one of those after school movie things that they did way oh. back. All right. Okay, you got it, Kimmy. He he was born on this date, 1927. Died in 1982, shortly after the show went off the air in 1980. It went off. He dies in 82 at the age of 55. Wow. He actually looked older, mm-hmm. at least by today's standards. Oh, yeah. Than, you know, today's standards, he, he, he I would have guessed him a lot older, but that mm. that's looking at, you know from today's eyes as we look back at that show. And I will not be watching that show if any one of the retro channels uh, put it on there. Kimmy, I guess, will be going, oh, please set the DVR for family. See if you can identify this person, Kimmy. He did a ton of television network morning work. And he's actually the creator of the original and original portrayer of Ronald McDonald. See if you can identify who this person is. Here is your audio clue. Hey, listen, we have your right. This is one of the greatest acts we've probably ever had on the Today Show. And you're going to meet the 1989 world champion Frisbee Catching Dog. There he is. You say, well, he doesn't look like much from that shot. When do you see him? <laughs> that's the back of him. When do you see the business end? Well, listen, Jeff Perry's a guy that's uh, actually sort of raised in Atlanta, Georgia. But you surprised me that you're a native. That's a rare bird. That's right. I'm, an, I'm a native uh, Washingtonian. A native Washington, D.C. And your friend here, Gil. You uh, got him at the pound. That's right. I adopted him uh, back in uh, the mid-80s from an animal shelter in Macon, Georgia. Everybody that I've ever talked to that had dogs that were really well-trained are dogs that they got at the pound. Uh, is there any reason for that, you think? It just... I think that they appreciate more what uh, the, the gift that they've been given, the gift of a home, and, and they really seem to warm up to their owners. Did he know in the beginning, or did you know that he was cut out for frisbee catching? Who is that interviewer, Kimmy? Oh, I can see him. He, I... he would like to give out... 100 plus birthdays mm-hmm. every morning, every weekday morning. He was part of the Today I... Show forever. He was the original Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I, I can't think of his Kimmy name. Kimmy cannot think of his name. Are you sure? Uh-huh. You're giving up. Yeah. It's Willard Scott. Yep. Yep. How old is Willard Scott within five years, Kimmy? Uh, How old? 78. Willard Scott is 83 today. Moving over to an actor having a birthday. Won't ask you a single question about this person. Michael York having a birthday. He is 75, starting many things. Big sci-fi thing he was in. Oh, how did you know that? Mm -hmm. That's right. Logan's Run from 1976. Name another star from Logan's Run. Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, that's right. Farrah Fawcett. Was she Farrah Fawcett majors by that time period or not? I I can't can't remember. That was 1976. I guess you saw Logan's Run. I saw the beginning of it on TV when it played, but... Remember, it became a TV series for it, one season, too. It was too. kind of boring. Well, the TV series, I... I just wanted to see her fair faucet. But she wasn't in it very long. No, she she was not. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday today, Michael Eisner, 75, best known as the chairman and chief executive officer, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, from 84 to 2005, prior to being part of Disney. Eisner was president and CEO of... Paramount Pictures from 1976 to 84. This person born on this date in history, she was married from 1961 to 1992 to televangelist and later convicted felon Jim Baker. She co-hosted with him on the PTL Club from 76 to 87. Tell me her name. Tammy Faye. That's right. Tammy Faye Baker, born on this date, 1942 died 2007 at the age of 65. John Hurd, actor, 
born on this date. He is 72, an American film and television actor, best uh, known for uh, being on The Sopranos, where he won an Emmy Award for his work. See if you can identify this musician, Kimmy. Tell me how old he is. He was part of a group at one time. He was lead singer for it, too, but he broke off on his own. Tell me who he is. Here's your audio clue. Kimmy, tell me who that person is. Peter Wolf. That's right. Peter Wolf with a song we just gave a sample of. The song was Lights Out. What year was that a hit within one? 89? 1984. Was it a top 10 hit? No. You're correct. It was number 12 at its peak. That's Lights Out. That was his biggest hit, too, by the way. Mm. Solo. But he was part of a group before going solo. He was the singer for whom? The Jay Giles Band. That's right, from 1967 to 1983. Tell me how old Peter Wolf is within five today. Uh, 65. He is 71 today. Moving, well, not actually out of music. We're staying in the music world. Peggy March having a birthday today. You have no idea who that is, do you? No. Peggy March, pop singer. One hit wonder. She had some things that they didn't break the top 40 at all. But her big hit that did was a million-selling song called I Will Follow Him. I will follow him. Yeah, she's been hypnotized. She will follow him. The stalker song. Yes, it is the stalker song from 1963. She was a one-hit wonder. That's Peggy March. She is 69 today. Give me the next person is an actor, a chameleon in my opinion. Tell me who this person is and how old he is within five. His birthday is today. Here's your audio clue. Who are you talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Tell me who that is. Brian Cranston. And what character is he playing right there? Walter White. That's right. Also known as Heisenberg. How old is Heisenberg today, Kimmy? Mm, Within five. Fifty-five. Brian Cranston. Walter White. Heisenberg. Is 61 today. Okay. Moving over to this individual having a birthday from the music world the pop world tell me who this is here's your audio clue gimme we have two of them if if we need it here is your audio clue her first big hit from a number of years ago tell me how old this person is once we identify who it is Does Kimmy need another clue? Nope. Who is that? Taylor Dane. That's exactly right. How old is Taylor Dane within five years? Uh, 50. She is 55 today. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on that. Now, did that song, Tell It To My Heart, make it to number one or not? Uh, close. But not number one, you're saying? Yeah. 
It didn't make it to number one. It was number seven at its highest mark on the Hot 100. Is that uh, in your at least on your MP3 player? Do you have vinyl? I think so. Vinyl? Do you have vinyl? No. no. Okay. Moving over to another section of trivia. I see dead people. Notable deaths on this date. No questions here for you, Kimmy. 322 BC, Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, passes away. It was on this date. This movie director, some consider one of the greatest movie directors of the 20th century, passes away. He was extremely hands-on. He would rewrite scripts. He would edit the movies himself. He was known to focus on attention of detail. Tell me who this individual is, one of his movies. Here is the theme, the main theme for the movie. Tell me who this director is. Does Kimmy know? Well, that's The Shining. Ooh, you are correct, Kimmy. The Shining. Stanley Kubrick. That's correct, Stanley Kubrick. I didn't have to do anything else. I didn't have to say 2001, A Space Odyssey, 1968, Clockwork Orange, 1971, The Shining, 1980. What was his last movie, Kimmy? It was completed shortly before his death in 1999. Mm. I will give you a clue. Nicole Kidman starred in it. Tom Cruise was in it. Uh, it was a movie I didn't see. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Eyes Wide Shut was the final movie in 1999. Kubrick died in his sleep at the age of 70 after suffering a massive heart attack. And I think you did an excellent job, Kimmy, with trivia today. Thank you. Fantastic. You got a great ear, able to identify the shining and all that. Just it, It's a pleasure playing trivia with you. Oh, thank you. The Riley and Kimmy Show is getting ready to hit the streets. We will be out and about in March. One of the places we will be is on March 18th. The Riley and Kimmy Show has been invited to pause on the catwalk. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That is a dog and cat fashion show. It's happening Saturday, March 18th from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. That's at the Melbourne Auditorium. And get this. There's a luncheon fashion show going on, live and silent auctions. Also, plenty of vendors there for things. They'll have things for your fur kids. So check that out. Also, by the way, there's an adoption that will be going on. So you might be able to find that new fur friend, that new fur family member. You can be, you could be the source of a new forever fur home, right? Mm-hmm. And you can find more information about this fun event by going to the Brevard Humane Society's website, which is brevardhumanesociety.org. Big thank you going out to the Brevard Humane Society for inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show to this event. And we will be there with a very special guest, a superhero. Who will we be there with, Kimmy? Tug. That's right, Tug the Bull Terrier Puppy. His family will be there, Kim Joy and Blake Ovard as well. Kim Joy writes the Tug comic book and Blake draws the comic comic book yes tug has his own comic book and one of the covers has been done by neil adams you'll be able to find out more about tug we have a tug story a video interview with tug's dad it's available right on our video section of our website go to rileyandkimmy.com to well to see tug and also find out about him and tell your friends tell anybody who loves animals who loves dogs about this fun event Happening Saturday, March 18th. This is close to Orlando. If you know somebody who is vacationing, 
It's also near the ocean, too, so you can spend part of the day with the Humane Society and then maybe just go to uh, the beach as well. It's mm-hmm. very close. Melbourne Auditorium, very nice auditorium, too. Find out more at SpervardHumaneSociety.org. And considering we're talking about dogs, Kimmy, I thought we'd go back in time to the golden age of radio, and, well, we'd honor and maybe focus on some dogs. Radio That's a Riley and Kimmy show, and I thought we'd go back in time to the life of Riley. That is a show, by the way, that influenced many programs. It probably influenced the Honeymooners, and it definitely influenced probably the Flintstones, and then years down the road, maybe even married with children and other shows. The Life of Riley, played by William Bendix, it was a program that was very popular on radio and would go to television. And by the way, speaking of the Honeymooners, Jackie Gleason, who played Ralph Cramden, tried to do a television version of this hit radio show, and it failed. So they got the guy who did it uh, on the radio for the TV show, and it was a success. And the reason he didn't do it on the television the first time was he was in a film, and he couldn't do the role. William Bendix is fantastic. This is a great example of the golden age of radio. This is comedy. And we have two episodes uninterrupted back-to-back that are all dog-related. The first one is Riley Trains Junior's Dog from 1945. And then the next one uninterrupted is The Dog Catcher from 1944. Let's go back in time to the golden age of radio. Here's The Life of Riley starring William Bendix on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Like most men who toiled hard all day, Chester A. Riley, war worker, husband, father, and man about small town, likes to sit a while before supper in his shirt sleeves on the front steps of his California bungalow and exchange repartee with passers-by. He is sitting out there now when Artemis Egan, the letter carrier, comes by and hails him. Evening, Mr. Riley. How are you this evening? Fine, Mr. Egan. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Fine, thanks. I got a little headache, though. Of course you have. I could tell you had a headache the minute I laid eyes on your shoes. Shoes? Mr. Riley, most of a man's trouble comes from his feet. Now, you take my feet. What for? I mean, I mean, my feet are fine, Mr. Egan. I I got two of the best feet around. Now, you take me, a postman, on my feet all day. And for years, no one knows the trouble I had. Doctored for this and doctored for that. Till I found out it was all from wearing the wrong shoes. Well, you don't say. Whose shoes were you wearing? (laughs) So I bought these shoes I'm wearing now. Call them my thousand-mile shoes. Been wearing the same pair now for ten years. Yep. Well, I guess I'll go into supper now. Yes, sir. Ten years I've been wearing them. These very self-same shoes. Of course, I had them half-sold 19 times, 31 pairs of new heels, and the uppers changed four times. But, uh, you still use your original feet, though, huh? <laughs> You go get you a pair of shoes like mine, and you won't have no more headaches from them feet of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. I'll do that, Mr. Egan. So long now. So long, Mr. Riley. Always glad to listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Headaches from my feet. If I listen to him, I'll be putting an aspirin in each shoe. (laughs) Hey, Pop. Oh, hello, Junior. How's my favorite and only son tonight? Oh, God. 
Pop. You know what? No, what? They said O'Brien's got some new puppies. And listen, Pop, I, I can get to have one of them. A genuine pointer. What do you want with a dog, Junior? Oh, gee, didn't you ever have a dog when you were a boy? Well, yeah, I did. He, he was a swell dog, too. Half collie, half dachshund, and half bulldog. <laughs> Gosh, that's only one and a half dogs. Didn't your dog have another half? No, no, there wasn't no other half. From then on down, he ran into 16th. <laughs> oh, well, Bob, can I have one of Egghead's dogs? Can I have him? Can I, no, Bob? No, no, can no, I, no, can junior, I have a dog? Ju- junior, Junior, would you... One question at a time. <laughs> okay, Pop. Can I have a dog? Well, now, give me time to think it over now. Okay, my head's made up. You can. <laughs> Gosh, thanks, Pop. I told Egghead you'd give in. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I told him it was Mom that was the boss in our house. Junior, now, I don't like that. There's only one person that can tell me I ain't the boss in my house, and that's your mother. But I know how to handle her. Watch out. I'll take her by surprise. Uh, Dumplin', uh, you know what uh, I've been thinking? No, Riley, we haven't any room in this house for a dog. I've been... (laughs) Who said anything about a dog? That's all Junior's talked about for a week. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, Riley, you know how puppies are. They chew shoes and they dig foxholes in your best rugs. Well, no, he wouldn't. Pop would train him. Well, sure, I'll train him. Riley, do you realize a young puppy has to have special food cooked for him? That dog will eat what I eat or go without. (laughs) Well, I wash my hands of it. Junior, it's up to your father, but I'll hold him responsible. Oh. You better think it over, Riley. Oh, well, Junior, I, I guess it would make your mother a lot of extra work, probably. Oh, or... gosh, Pop, she practically said yes. Oh, uh, that's all you know about women, Junior. <laughs> what she really said was, if I was fool enough to let you have a dog, I'd be sorry. You see, Junior, with women, you got to be diplomatic. you you got to compromise, so... You ain't getting no dog. Hello? Hey, kid? This is Junior. How's my dog? Swell. I'll come for him at the end of the week. Sure, I've been working on my father. And he's weakening. I got a system and... Hello, hello. Listen, hey, kid, here's Pop now. Uh, call me back in a couple of minutes, and whatever I say, don't say nothing back. Goodbye. Hello, Junior. I'm home. I, uh, Junior, Junior, what, what, what's that whistling? Huh? Uh, oh, hello, Pop. Yeah, what, what's the idea? What week you've been whistling like you was calling a dog? Well, how could I be calling a dog, Pop? I don't have any dog. Yeah, I know that. Look, do, do you feel good in and around your head? <laughs> I ain't sure, Pop. Sometimes I see something moving in front of my eyes. Well, like what moving? Oh, kind of like, well, a a tail wagon. And I hear noise, like barking. Junior, why don't you relax? Go bury a bone. I mean... (laughs) I mean, read a book or... Oh, I was reading a book, Pop. Look. Well, what's this book? Oh. Oh, the care and feeding of canines. Oh, okay, so long as it's not about dogs. 
know what it says in this book, Pop? No. A dog is man's best friend. Oh, yeah, maybe so. But I never seen a dog could cook as good as your mother. <laughs> oh, I'll get that. All right. Hello? Oh, hello, Egghead. What? No, Egghead. I'd like to take that dog, but my father won't let me. What? Yeah, I guess he's afraid of dogs. What? Who's afraid? Yeah, I know other fellas' fathers can train them, but... Oh, mine ain't got the willpower. Who ain't got the willpower? I'm the mental equal of any dog I ever met. Kid, tell your father how it is. Don't you tell him nothing of the kind. Give me, give me that phone, Junie. Give, give, uh, uh, Egghead, listen, you tell your old man I could train any dog that ever walked. Yeah. Huh. Quiet, Junior. Egghead, me and Junior are taking that dog. Yeah, tonight. Oh, gee. Now, no back talk, Junior. I'm getting you that dog whether you like it or not. <laughs> It's nearly dinner time. Let's take the dog home, huh? Now, now, wait a minute, son. Gee, Pointy, it's nice of you to let me practice training our pup here in the garage. Glad to help out a pal. Go ahead, Riley. Give the commands again. Okay, how's this, Pointy? Uh, Tiger, get up. Up. Now, sit down, down, down. Now, roll over, over. Now, sit up. Sit up, Tiger. Good boy, Tiger. How's that, Pointy? Great. You give orders like a real trainer. Okay, Pointy. Now, now open the door and let the dog in here, and I'll try them on him. Eh? <laughs> now, Tiger, now quiet. Man. Listen, look, we'll sneak Tiger in the kitchen, see? Oh, we'll hide him in that closet until I can work up for telling your mother he's here. Now, hurry up. Stick him in that closet. Okay, Pop. Get in there, Tiger. And be nice now. Shut up, Tiger. Yeah, Shh, quiet. Tiger, the whole thing is making a good first impression on my wife, see? Oh, oh, here, give him this bowl of soup to keep him quiet. Here, here, Tiger. Jiggers, Pop, here comes Mom. Oh, I'll get her in a good mood first. <clears throat> uh, sweetheart, where's my little honeysuckle? Where's the prettiest little girl in all the world, huh? Who is it? <laughs> she don't recognize me Well, don't overdo it, Pop oh. Well, where have you two been? Supper's waiting Oh, and look at that table all set That's the neatest table I ever saw Wait a minute oh. Where's the other bowl of soup? Huh? Soup? <laughs> Junior, did uh, did you see any extra soup? Well, sure, Pop Don't you remember we gave... Don't you, 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 you. <laughs> Junior, go wash your hands. I'll handle this. You, you. Oh, make it fast, Pop. You know what? Might get tired. You know where. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> What's he talking about? Well, Peg, our boy's been acting mighty funny lately. I, I got to thinking maybe his being so disappointed not having a dog was affecting his mind, maybe. Oh, don't be silly. Listen. What's that? Well, that, that, that must be Junior. It's just like I told you, Peg. His mind is snapping. Now he thinks he's a dog. Well, I hope he thinks he's a cocker spaniel. That's my favorite breed. Oh, Peg, how can you talk so calloused about our boy? <laughs> <laughs> Poor 
poor Junior, all on account of he ain't got a dog. Oh, he sounds hungry. I think I'll give him a few dogs. The dog that closet dog. <laughs> My goodness, Junior, you've certainly changed. <laughs> that ain't Junior. That's, I, I mean... Oh, oh, you knew it all the time. Oh, what a wonderful woman. Well, uh, never mind the soft soap, Riley. Now that you've got him, take care of him, that's all. Why, Peg, this dog is the best trained dog you ever saw. Mm, I'd have to see it to believe it. Oh, is that so? Why, one word out of me and that dog mine's perfect. I'll show you. Tiger. Not quiet, Tiger. Tiger. Tiger, hold. Tiger. Tiger, down, boy. Down, Tiger. Stop licking my face. Down, Tiger, down. Fighting, he's just barking, that's all. Well, he just barked the seat out of your pants. Oh, Tiger! Well, Bomb's soup is in the dog, and Riley's in the soup. We'll rejoin the Riley's in a moment. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's very late at night, along toward morning, in fact, and the Rileys are in bed. But they haven't had much sleep. It seems the new puppy doesn't like his bed in the garage. Listen. Are you asleep? Uh, yes. Oh, do you hear that dog? Dog? No, no, don't worry. He'll quiet down soon. Oh, you've been saying he quiet down for five hours now. Yeah, but he's got to get weaker sometime. Oh, he stopped. The neighbors will call the police. What? They wouldn't arrest him. He's a minor. I mean, he's only a pup. Shut up, Tiger! Oh, dear, do you want us to lose our lease? Oh, I know how to stop that noise. Sleeping pills. Riley, you're not going to give that puppy sleeping pills. Oh, I'm going to take them. You're responsible for that dog. Now go out there and stay with him. Poor little thing's lonesome for its mother. Well, so am I, but do I bark all night? <laughs> I ain't sleeping in no garage to hold no dog's hand, I can tell you, you that. You better. I won't do it, Pat. Yes, you will, Chester. No, I will. Uh, all right, I will. <laughs> what a life. No wonder Lassie left home. <laughs> oh. Oh, tigers. Stop licking my face. Now, lay down. Go go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good boy. Yeah. Look, dog, don't be a pig now, will you? You don't have to lay on all the straw. Go on, get, move over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Now, take your cold snoot out of my ear. And, and look, just between you and me, Tiger, this is no place for you. 
First thing tomorrow, I'm finding you a new home. Now, now, don't take it like that, now. <laughs> Mother knows best. Hi, Mom. Oh, I'm dear. home from school. What are you knitting? Well, I'm knitting a sweater for that puppy of yours. Oh, gosh, Mom, you're beginning to like Tiger, too. <laughs> oh, I better go out to the garage and take a look at him. I ain't seen him since this morning. All right. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl two. For goodness sake, Riley, you're home early. Yeah, I got some news for somebody, and I want you to help me break it kind of gentle. Well, I have a little surprise for you, too, Riley. See what I'm doing? Well, yeah, you're, you're knitting. You're doing... <laughs> knitting? <laughs> Peg. Peg, what are you knitting? What does it look like? It's It's a little... Peg. Peg, you don't mean that, that... Darling. Well, after all, if we're going to have one, we have to look after it. Well, <laughs> well yes, that, that, that's right, sweetheart. Well, Peg, when, when, when did you first know about... Well, <laughs> when I knew you had your mind set on it, I decided to cooperate. <laughs> This is so sudden. Why didn't you tell me sooner? I didn't think it was so important. Not important? Why? I mean, it doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern <laughs> Why, Dumplin', I'm your husband, ain't I? I gotta phone the boss. I'm asking for a raise. I, I, I'll tell him we're gonna have another mouth to feed now. And Nonsense, right Riley. Of... We'll just get a few extra bones from the butcher. And... Bones? <laughs> Why, bones will ruin his gums, Peg. You... What on earth are you talking about? What? Chester Riley, what's got into you? Well, this sweater's for Junior's dog. No child of mine is gonna eat bones. Oh, oh. oh. What did you think? Oh, uh, not, not, but, but, stop knitting. Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, that dog we got, we ain't got. I, I give him away this morning to a fellow I know, uh, Henry Miller. He, he'll take good care Chester of him. Chester Riley. Well, what's the matter? You didn't like him. And... I did, too. And Junior's wild about him. You want to break that boy's heart? You beg and plead until I let you have a dog, and then, just because you lose one night's sleep with a poor little creature, you you give him away. But I... You... Bob! Bob, my dog is gone! I can't find him! Tiger's lost! No, he's not lost. I, I, I promise you, I'll get him back. But I'll never see him You'll again have him back lost. here by Don't 6 o'clock, Junior. Now, I'll stop falling! He ain't far, Junior. 6 o'clock. I swear he'll be here by 6 o'clock. Hello? Hello. Hello, Miller. Look, look, Miller, this is Riley. Yeah, about that pup I gave you. Look, I'm coming over to take him back because I got my... What? What? He ran away. You can't find him. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> Here, Tiger. Here, Tiger. Well, ain't you lost in this part of town, Mr. Riley? No, I ain't lost, Mr. Regan. I've been walking around for hours. Oh, you got the wrong shoes there for walking. <laughs> now, take a look at these shoes I got on. Call them a thousand yeah, miles. Yeah, 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 I heard that before. I ain't got time now, Mr. Regan. Here, Tiger, here, Tiger. 
poor fella. His feet must be extra bad tonight. <laughs> now, now, puppy, you lie quiet in old Pop Egan's mailbag. We'll find you a good home. Some grace. <laughs> Johnson, that puppy don't seem to be anywhere in town, and he ain't down here at the dog pound. What am I going to do, Mr. Johnson? No, Mr. Riley, I'll do what I can. That's what the dog catcher is for. <clears throat> Listen, that sounds like Tiger now. Oh, that's me. It's my nervous condition. Yeah, I get a catch in my throat whenever I'm excited. <clears throat> I hate to see a dog lost. I love dogs, and dogs love me. We understand each other. <clears throat> yeah, I guess you speak their language. <laughs> yeah, but I ain't seen a dog answering your description today. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Throat's really bad today. Well, why don't you lap up a little water? I mean, uh, take a drink of water, you... Look, Mr. Johnson, I can't go home without that dog. I promised Junior that by 6 o'clock I... And my wife, I, I hate to think what she'll do to me. Ah, uh, now her bark's probably worse than her bite. <clears throat> yeah. I might as well give up. I combed the town with fine teeth. If he ain't here, I don't know where else he'd be. Oh, he'll turn up. Usually a lost dog don't wait for me to go after him. Comes in and gives himself up. Oh, even a little puppy like this one? How, how, how would he know? Oh, word of mouth. One dog tells another. Dogs have a nose for news. <clears throat> what, 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 what did you say? Uh, you ought to know. Well, I might as well go home and take my medicine. Oh, Mr. Riley, don't go away with your tail between your legs. Why, if I had a son and something like this happened, I'd have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with him. Just like I do with my dogs. <laughs> you tell him the truth? Yeah. Go to him. Pick him up on your lap. Pat his head and scratch behind his ears and tell him the whole truth. And if he's a thoroughbred, he'll look up at you with his big brown eyes and say... Pop, is that you? Oh, Junior. Oh, hello. Where's my dog, Pop? Uh, Junior, to tell the truth, the fact is, uh, it's like this, Junior. You didn't find him, did you? Well... Not yet, Junior. Uh, how could he get out of our garage and, and get lost? Well, Junior, your, your, your dog ain't exactly lost. Junior, sit down here on the steps a second here. Now, look. You see? I mean... You get the idea? <laughs> I mean... Junior, I gave your dog away. Well, go ahead, say it. I won't blame you. You, you gave him away? Yeah, to make peace in the neighborhood. And then I tried to get him back, but he was he was gone, and now I can't find him. I'll, I'll do anything you say to make it up to you, Junior. I... Don't say no more, Pop. I'll get over it. Don't worry. Maybe when I grow up and graduate from school and 
get married and have a family and dogs for my kids to play with. Maybe by then I'll get over it. <laughs> Thanks, Junior, but couldn't you forgive me now? There's always a chance you won't get married. <laughs> I... I forgive you, Pop. Oh, gee, thanks, Jim. After all, you're my own father. Yeah. <laughs> you coming in, Pop? No, no. I'm all mixed up. I I'm going to sit on the steps here and blow out my brains with fresh air. Well, good night, Jim. <laughs> you forgave me, but I'd rather he bawled me out. Well, well, well. Is that you, Mr. Rennie? Yeah, Mr. Egan, it's me. I see you sitting there and says I to myself... I know. My feet hurt me, so I need a new hat. I, <laughs> I says to myself, now there is the very man I'm looking Look, for. I don't want to talk right now, Mr. Egan. I know just don't... what'll cheer Mr. Riley up, I say. I know a thousand mile shoes like you're wearing. But... You know how it is with the mailman. He walks the same route every day and he has some funny experiences, you see. Now, you take this morning... Mr. Egan, my mind ain't really on top. There I was, walking along like always, and of course, there was all the dogs on my route trailing along. <laughs> dogs sure love to follow the mailman. Every job's got its drawbacks. I... So, I uh, I noticed one little pup that couldn't hardly keep up with the parade. I got plenty of my own troubles, Mr. Egan. So, I Mr. says to myself, says I, this little pup is lost. So, what did I do? I'm going to have our mailbox taken down. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did I picked the pup up And I carried him along in my mail sack Got him here now <laughs> You want to see the puppy? No, my shoes are okay I'm going in Good night Good night Puppy Mr. Egan Mr. Egan, did, did you say puppy? Puppy? Yeah, this one Here in my mail pouch Hey, wait, I'll show you. <laughs> Come on, boy. It's Tiger, it's our dog. My stars, Mr. Riley. You two must have met before. We was roommates in the garage. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Egan. Excuse me. Junior. Junior. Junior, I found your dog. I told you I'd get him back for you. Poor Mr. Riley. Crazy as a loon. Them shoes of his have gone to his head. <laughs> the Rileys will be back in just a moment. That dog, that dog, I'll... Riley, what's gotten into you? I thought you were crazy about Tiger. You've been raving about how cute and smart he is. Sure he's smart. Show you how smart he is. Remember yesterday you were begging me to give up smoking? Yes. Well, that dog must have heard you. He just ate up a whole box of my cigars. I... <laughs> Those of us who know war worker Riley know that his life consists of a series of emotional ups and downs. Last week, for example, Riley, after much effort, finally got rid of his wife's Uncle Baxter, his unwelcome house guest for the last two years. And brother was Riley up. But no sooner did the door close on Uncle Baxter than in came Baxter's brother, Uncle Buckley. And brother was Riley down. A week has passed, but Uncle Buckley is still there, and Riley is still down. 
At the moment, he is brooding in the living room of the small Riley house in the suburb of Los Angeles. Hey, where's my blue tie? Oh, um, I think Uncle Buckley borrowed it. Huh. Starting all over again. Tomorrow it'll be my suit. First it was Baxter, now it's Buckley. I get rid of a headache, now I got a toothache. Stop grumbling, dear. The way that Buckley eats. Baxter was on a hunger strike compared to this guy. Now, stop criticizing my uncle. He's only human. Everybody loves food. Mm, loving food is one thing. Trying to elope with our icebox is another. <laughs> this guy can eat a turkey leg without stopping at the bone. Well, he won't stay here forever. Just a couple of days. Don't say it. That's what you said about Baxter, and he stayed two years. Oh, relax, Riley. Here, I'll turn on the radio, and you can forget your big trouble. We are facing political disaster, and I'm going to tell you why. No, you ain't, pal. Oh, why'd you shut it off, Riley? Oh, it's just one of them politicians beating his gums again. (laughs) Those fellas must have iron tonsils. Oh, here's Uncle Buckley. What's the matter with you, Uncle Buckley? I just had a very narrow escape. You're lucky to see me again. You call that luck? What happened, Uncle Buckley? Oh, I've been chased by a pack of ferocious manhunters. It couldn't be income tax collectors because you ain't got no income. <laughs> I am referring to dogs, Riley. Wild dogs. I beat them to the house by five inches. For goodness sake, Uncle Buckley. Wild dogs. <laughs> How many? I did not pause to count them. Big beasts with long, sharp hands. What kind of a towel is this where, where citizens can't walk in the street without being eaten alive by murderous hounds? Now, don't you start knocking the town. We got a nice little town here, and our dogs behave. They don't eat between meals. Which is more than I can say for some uncles on my wife's side. Uh, you, you see this rip in my pants? Correction, my pants. Lucky for you, I was wearing them instead of you. I thought my last hour had come. The rest of the pack was closing in with gripping jaws. And then suddenly... Hey, Pop, you should have been there. Uncle Buckley just got chased by a dog. One dog? Junior, my boy, kindly do not exaggerate. There were conservatively at least ten. Listen, Uncle Buckley, Junior ain't so hot at arithmetic, but he can count one dog. (laughs) How big was it, Junior? Oh, just a little pup. A little pup. The animal was the size of a full-grown calf. <laughs> Uncle Buckley, you didn't even see him good. You were skinning over our back fence so fast. Uh, I cleared the fence in one superhuman leap. And you snagged your pants and a nail skinning over. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be evidence to prove my story in court. In court? Yes. Now, wait a minute. You ain't taking my pants to court. <laughs> I am suing the city. Why? It's supposed to have a dog catcher. Well, there is a dog catcher, isn't there, Riley? Sure, a fellow named Johnson. Well, I just had the dog catcher removed from office. Gee, don't do that. Mr. Johnson is a good dog catcher. I'll have that incompetent discharged by this time tomorrow. Oh, yeah? How are you going to do that? Why, Mayor Petty is an old college chum of mine. Oh, Uncle Buck, don't get Johnson fired. Maybe the next dog catcher won't be a nice guy like him. Don't worry, Junior. Don't worry. Uncle Notebook is talking through his hat. Johnson ain't gonna lose no job. Uh, I uh, don't suppose you want to make a little wager, do you, Riley? I got five bucks that says you don't know the mayor well enough to get nobody fired. That's a bet. 
I'll take care of it the first thing tomorrow. Now, Uncle My Buckley. dear niece, I'm going to teach your husband a lesson. My honor is at stake. And five dollars. <laughs> Uh, look, miss, I'm due at the war plant pretty soon. Can't Mayor Petty see me now? It's important. It, it's about a guy's job. Lots of people want to talk to the mayor about getting jobs. Yeah, but this guy's already got a job. He's the dog catcher. What's his name? Johnson. Don't you even know him? Well, believe me, the dogs know him. Why, when a dog gets lost in this town, he goes right down to the pound and gives himself up. <laughs> Say, uh, what time is it now? Well, goodbye, Buckley, old boy. Oh, thanks, Colonel Scout, and much obliged for that little favor. <laughs> Uncle Buckley, so it's been you that's been keeping me waiting out here. Uh, listen, Mayor Petty, I... How do you like that? He shuts the door right in my kisser. I'll let you know when the mayor can see you. Eh, no use waiting, Riley. Bert, uh, that is his honor. The mayor has promised to fire Johnson. Uncle Buckley, if Johnson loses his job, every dog in this town will hate you, me included. <laughs> My boy, I'd like you to pay that debt to me in large bills. Two twos and a one. <laughs> Fine thing, getting a guy fired to win a five-buck bet, sure. Well, it isn't the money, of course. It's the principle of the thing. Uh, see you later, Riley. Uh, say, miss, how long is it going to be before I... Yes, sir. All right. The mayor will see you now, Mr. Riley. About <laughs> time. Well, 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 well. Come in, come in, come in. Fine to see you. Fine. Take a chair. Thank you. Pardon me a moment. <clears throat> Mamie, uh, what was that matter the governor phoned about? His name is Riley. Chester A. 77 Blueview Terrace. Married. Two children. Works at war plant. Registered voter, but he didn't vote last time. Mm. Don't know what his complaint is. Something about dog catcher. Uh, yes, well, uh, tell the governor I'll see him next week. Now then, Mr. Riley. Chet Riley, isn't it? Fine to see you, fine. How are all the boys on Blueview Terrace, eh? That's a nice little district over there. Since I put in the sewer. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Mayor. That, that, that's the prettiest sewer i ever seen. <laughs> and by the way, Chet, how's the little wife and your two kiddies? Lovely kiddies. Lovely. Ah, they're okay, thanks. Uh, say, I didn't know you knew me so good. Why, Chet, all the citizens of this town are just like my own family to me. Uh, and by the way, I didn't see you at the polls last time. We missed you, Chet. <laughs> well, I I guess I was kind of busy. I... Chet, <laughs> it's the duty of every citizen to vote for the right man. When you have the right man in office, you can always be sure of getting a little... Favor when you need it. Hmm? Now, what can I do for you? Well, Mr. Mayor, it's it's about the dog catcher. Say no more, Chet. This is the second complaint I've had this morning. Johnson's through. Wait a minute. I ain't complaining about Johnson. He's a great dog catcher. Huh? Yeah, you, you've been listening to a lot of scandal mongrels. Like that guy who just left here. <clears throat> well, I suppose there are two sides to the case, uh, Chet. But, of course, with the election coming up, uh, my friend Buckley has promised me strong support in his district. Is that so? Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Mayor. I know a couple of voters myself at the war plant where I work. Mm -hmm. I see. And you can swing their votes, huh? Have a cigar, Riley. Thanks. <laughs>
If you ask me, Johnson's had a dirty deal. For years, he's been catching the dogs, and you big guys been taking the bows. But now his friends are lining up in back of Johnson. They are, man. Yep. How long has this Johnson boom been going on? I ain't saying. But just on the way down here, I talked to 28 guys who never heard Johnson was dog catcher even. So I told them. But now they're four. And if I talk to 28 guys a day from now on until election... (laughs) My good man, you can't elect anybody for dog catcher. That job's not on the ballot. Only the mayor can appoint the dog catcher. Okay. Then me and my friends vote for a mayor that's for Johnson for dog catcher. (laughs) I see. I get it, Chet. You might swing your votes to my opponent, McHale, at the election, huh? Well, I'll think it over. I think I can find a way to take care of Johnson, all right? Oh, thanks. Yes, sir. Mr. Riley's on his way out. Yeah, I'm on my way out. Well, if I don't hear from you, you'll hear from me. Say, uh, now that I'm in politics, uh, have a cigar. Why, that's the cigar I gave you. Yeah, I, I tried this brand once, but I can't figure no way to smoke it and still not be in the room at the same time. <laughs> Two men have been in here this morning making an issue of the dog catcher's job. I suspect a political trick. Who do you think's back of it, Chief? Probably Johnson himself. That dog catcher wants to swing votes over to my opponent, young Joe McHale. That's insubordination. What are you going to do? Do? I'm going to get Johnson up here. Listen to him with an open mind, give him a fair hearing, and then fire Riley is putting his day's work at the war plant after leaving the mayor's office, and now we find him waiting for some word from Mayor Petty on the matter of Johnson for dog catcher. When the word comes, it's through an unexpected channel. Hey, Pop, who goes here to see you? Mr. Johnson, the dog catcher. Oh, yeah, glad to see you, Mr. Johnson. Hello, Mr. Riley. Excuse me a minute. I I think a dog got in the house. No, no, it's me. Always do that when I'm nervous. Get a catch in my throat. Oh, Mr. Riley, I come here to find out what you got against me. I got nothing against you. How do you mean? Mr. Riley, after you talked to the mayor, I, he got it into his head I'm out to bolt the party. So he tied a can to my tail. <laughs> I mean, to me. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I've run that dog pound eight years. <laughs> Junior, go get Mr. Johnson a drink of water. Get it in a pan. What do you mean the mayor tied a can to you? He he told me he'd take care of you. Well, he took care of me, all right. I'm fired for meddling in politics, says. Why, the double-crosser. I didn't think it would work out like that. I, I was kind of trying to bluff, see? Your bluff cost me my job. Oh, I, I'm awful sorry, Johnson. I'll, I'll have to get you another job to make up for losing you that one. I don't want any other job. I want my old job back. I like dogs and... Dogs like me. <laughs> well, don't worry, Mr. Johnson. I'm going to get you your job back as dog catcher. The mayor's pretty sore. Says I'm biting the hand that feeds me. Oh, is that so? Well, let me tell you something. He ain't feeding you. The taxpayers feed him. Who does he think he is? He's the mayor, Mr. Riley. Oh, yeah? And how does the mayor get his job? The people give it to him. And they can take it back if they want it. They can vote for the fellow that's running against him. 
Young Joe McHale. Yes, Mr. McHale would appoint me ball catcher. Most folks think McHale hasn't got a chance to win. Uh, he didn't have maybe, but now he's got me on his side. Listen, already I got a great campaign slogan. Yeah? Yeah. A dog is man's best friend, and a dog's best friend is Johnson, and Johnson's best friend is McHale for mayor. Hey, that sounds good. Mr. McHale does like dogs. He drops in at the pound ever so often. Here's some water, Mr. Johnson. Oh, thank you. Come on, Johnson, lap it up. I mean, drink it. Okay, we start our campaign tomorrow night. Now, I'll phone McHale and tell him we're electing him the next mayor, and he's got to make you dog catcher. You really think we can swing it? That mayor Petty's pretty smart. Ah, uh, well, don't worry. I'll outsmart him. I got more brains in my little finger than I got in my whole head. <laughs> Look at Peg. Here's our ad in the paper. For Mayor Joe McHale. For dog catcher Ulysses Johnson. Able, honest, fearless. Mass meeting tonight, Mechanics Hall. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, Ryder. What? They called up from the hall and you can't have it tonight. What? Why not? Well, it is a hall been condemned or something. It seems the mayor ordered the fire department to close it till further notice. That's dirty politics, Pop. I'll say. Well, there's only one thing to do. I'll hold my meeting in the park. That's free. <laughs> in this country? Not without a license. You got a license to make a speech here in the park? I ain't making a speech. I'm talking to myself. Can I help it if this crowd is listening? <laughs> well, you pipe down till you get a license. Where do I get a license? You gotta see the mayor. Dirty politics. <laughs> election day and we still haven't found a place to talk. The mayor's got them all sewed up. Ain't he, Mr. McHale? Yeah, looks like it. Petty's having a mass meeting of his own in the park tonight. Listen, I got one of my most great ideas. If he won't let us talk at our meeting, we'll talk at his meeting. At his meeting? How? Mr. Johnson, you still got a key to the pound, ain't you? Yes, sir. You go down there and get the dog catcher's wagon. And then tonight, when Mayor Petty's talking in the park, we'll... About as close as we can get without being seen. Gee, look at the big crowd. Okay, stop the truck. Junior, you back there with the dogs? Oh, yeah. Okay, get out and get up close to the platform. Johnson, you get at the other side of the platform and I'll get in front. Take your signal from me. Mr. McHale? Yes, Riley. When you hear the signal, Mr. McHale, do like I said. Okay, let's go. Hello, citizens. I am glad so many of you were able to turn out tonight to listen to the inspiring words of that great-hearted man, Mayor Phineas T. Pepe. 
If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website. 
at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.